Hello and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're building, buying, or designing your next project, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. Today's topic is COVID-19's impact on the real estate industry. Hi, I'm David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and thank you so much for tuning in to The Home Building Hero today. So we're going to talk a little bit about COVID-19 and its impact on the real estate industry. And it's going to have a profound impact. It already has, and it's going to continue to have an effect over the next year or two as, as this pandemic really shakes up the market. There's a lot of things that are happening, and we're seeing some of those effects already. And some of these are going to take effect over the next few years. And it'll be interesting to see how the market adapts, how the market shifts, because of this pandemic. And we're seeing a lot of long-term shifts starting in business. So let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, Not only affects homes, but it affects commercial real estate. And we're going to talk a little bit more heavily on the commercial end here, as I find this kind of interesting, and I'm seeing a lot of things happening already. So first and foremost, you know, let's talk here about Wisconsin. And everybody has different situations in each state, but, you know, obviously most states had shutdowns for a certain amount of time. And Wisconsin was no different. We had about a six week, you know, full shutdown of our, of our, you know, government and our uh, businesses, uh, only allowing essential workers in and grocery stores and things like that. Then we had a little over a month, maybe five or six weeks of an open uh, market again, where everything was back open. Things were kind of moving along good. And then we got a mask mandate, which was almost another shutdown. So we've seen a huge impact on businesses. Uh, Just in my region locally here, I can count on my hand at least six to seven restaurants that have shut down just in the past six to eight weeks. That's a lot. And, you know, you think, well, these are all small restaurants, but they're actually not. A lot of these are franchise restaurants that have shut down. So uh, places that have been in business for a long time, uh, big franchises just closed down. And and that's kind of alarming. Obviously, um, there are less people going out to eat. Um, some of the restaurants, of course, are ones that didn't pivot and do carry out and those kind of things. So that's that's as much on them, I think, as anything. But you know, some of these places had pretty pretty nice pieces of real estate, very uh, highly visible locations, and they couldn't survive this. So we have all these buildings like that that are now open and available. Whether a new restaurant comes in or they get reconverted to something else, that'll be interesting to watch. And then, of course, you have things like your malls, your shopping malls. And the shopping malls were already in big trouble, let's be honest, before this all happened. And a lot of them had low occupancy. Um, You know, it used to be, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago that uh, malls would have, you know, almost full, full occupancy, maybe one store here and there. And it started, you know, especially in the last five to six years, you're seeing these malls get thinner and thinner, uh, where there's usually four or five open stores at a time. And you started seeing the big anchor stores pull out. Our local mall now is down to one anchor store, which is on life support. And so you have these huge buildings that are maybe 60% occupied. And what are you going to do with these things? What's going to happen with these buildings? 
you know, what are you going to use this land for? And our, our one mall has been remodeled and updated. They've put more restaurants on the outside. They've taken up the parking lot and kind of spritzed up the outside with more restaurants. And uh, on the outside, it looks vibrant, but when you get inside into the actual mall, it's a different story. It's fairly, fairly quiet, fairly dead in there. Uh, they put in a big entertainment complex, movie theater, and that's very interesting, you know, to see how that dynamic is going, but there's less stores in there because they just simply can't survive. But you have all these spaces, and of course, everything's inside, and you've got, you know, these common areas, so that may or may not fly in the future with COVID. We have seen a outdoor mall pop up uh, last few years uh, nearby us with apartments above, and that, that's, that area seems to be doing rather well. Um, again, maybe that's the shift. Maybe more of these malls are going to switch to outdoor type malls where, where more people are walking around in, in open space where they're not as nearby each other. And, uh, I think you're going to see more of these conversions where, you know, they're going to convert and turn some of this into, you know, mixed use where you have, you know, a grocery store, a few fine shopping stores, and then some living area that seems to make a lot of sense um, where you have a highly concentrated amount of people that would at least help get you some traffic into your stores. It would also reduce the, the rental load. Um, and, and it diversifies the portfolio of the owner. So that's going to be really interesting to watch and see if there's more of that going forward. Speaking of big changes, we also talked about movie theaters. I just kind of mentioned that, uh, we have a very large movie theater chain here in Wisconsin that's been basically shut down, drove by it the other day on a weekend and there's no one there. They're not open. And you can only sustain these gigantic buildings with no income for so long. Not only are they going to have the challenge of trying to open back up and bring probably new employees in, but they have these big theaters. Obviously, you got a lot of people in an enclosed space. How are you going to deal with that? And so I noticed our local movie theater, um, they have a very big piece of land, large parking lot put up a chunk of their property for sale in the last week. And, you know, obviously that's the first step, but that that's also a very glaring and, and scary sign to see that, to see property just going up for sale like that. Um, they're basically tapping out and saying, we got we to gotta get some cash out of this property. And, um, you know, who's going to buy that right now too? You know, that's the other challenge because you've got, you know, while these restaurants struggling, it's, it's only a portion of the property, so it's probably going to be something like that, a very small store, maybe a two or three unit strip mall, or else a restaurant would probably be the best thing there. Uh, but you're starting to see those kind of things happen already. So people are cutting back their property. And then on the commercial end, you're seeing this also. You're seeing lots of office buildings as their leases are coming up. They're saying, we don't need all this space. We don't need all these rooms. Uh, we don't have enough people here. A lot of people are working remotely. You know, some of their people are working better remotely than they were before. So that's a consideration as well. So you're going to see a lot of commercial property go up and become available. So, of course, if you're in the market for it, it'll be a good time for you to buy it. But at the same time, I don't expect the value of this to go up much in the coming years. It's just if you need the space, you can probably get some space very affordably. However, what I think we're going to see more of is, is conversions again. So we might see some of these commercial buildings have the zoning changed and perhaps maybe the, let's say it's downtown in the area where you've got, let's say it's a five-story building. What you could see is maybe the first two floors are commercial, some sort of business. Maybe the first floor has, 
you know, some sort of a more of a retail component to it. The second floor is office space. And then the third floor could, and third floors and upper floors could then be, you know, apartments. And I think we're going to see more of that because there is a need for housing. Obviously, people are safer at home. Even an apartment is is safer than, um, you know, some of these other areas. So, you know, people need housing. People are going to be moving out. You know, that's a that's a good way to use that property without completely destroying and completely rebuilding it. So I think we're going to see a lot of commercial land or commercial office space get converted into apartments or condos. You could see some, you know, especially if it's in a downtown area, the higher floors, those could be like a luxury type condo. And again, that diversifies the portfolio for the landowner and uh, provides that mixed use. So I think we're going to see more and more of that just because that's kind of the world we're living in. We're seeing less demand for office space. We're seeing the stresses on restaurants, obviously big things like malls and movie theaters, they are all struggling mightily and that's going to have a long-term effect. So things are going to look different. Some of these things were already happening behind the scenes, like we said, um, with online shopping and places like Amazon and, and all these online stores that you can get furniture and different things, specialty parts, electronics. The need for these big box stores has declined. And, you know, we're going to see more and more of those giant buildings get converted over. So things are going to look very different in the next couple of years. That landscape is going to be very dynamic. It's going to be changing. And, uh, of course, we still have the need for housing. And building affordable housing is still a challenge. So I think you're going to see more and more of these apartments. And apartments are not affordable housing. They're rentals. I always want municipal people that are listening to this podcast to understand that uh, apartment is a rental. It is not housing. And, um, how, you know, affordable housing is, is, is something that's over half the, the median income can buy. And uh, we don't have much of that anywhere, at least around by me and in many places of the country that is very difficult to achieve. So there's a lot of challenges coming up. There are a lot of opportunities and there's going to be a lot of changes, especially in the commercial realm. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, if there aren't any commercial realtors, commercial builders out there uh, that have some information or some feedback that they'd like to share about this topic, I'd love to hear about it. So please shoot me an email. You can email me and the email is homebuildinghero at yahoo. Dot com, homebuildinghero at yahoo.com. And of course, if, if you enjoyed this podcast and the topic, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And once again, I am David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you for tuning in to the Homebuilding Hero, and we'll talk to you very soon.